You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. Today with me, Andy and Mike are back in the house. What's up, yep. man? Um, I really want to say got a good one today, but I know Mike is going to make fun of me because for it. Because you say it every time. Because <laughs> they're all good. They're all good. They are, so it should just be implied. Implied. All right. We're, it's implied that we're having a good uh, episode today. So today we got um, a group of buddies with us. Yep. We got uh, our buddy Austin, Pat, Russell, Brandon. Uh, in the house with us today so um we do have three guys on an external mic just fyi so they might sound a little bit different to everybody yeah we don't know how it's gonna sound but i'm sure the quality is not as good as normal so sure and then um we're just gonna talk about our coyote season as far as tournaments go Um, give a quick recap of kind of everything yeah um some successes um some Learning failures ex- learning experiences yeah i mean we got a guy right here that just tied for first in a team and a 96 team tournament yeah blind squirrel finds a nut you know yep <laughs> um so we just have some fun talking some coyote hunting with our buddies yeah. um but we also have some pretty exciting news yep. to bring up uh we have partnered with cuddyback so there's going to be more information to come once we get that information and stuff but we appreciate them coming on board and, uh, you know, supporting us and stuff and yep. uh, yep. help us maybe do a little bit more, provide a little bit uh, better quality content yep. and uh, keep moving forward. First partnership. Uh, be looking for some listener promo codes, by the way, coming up. Yep. Um, right. And thanks to them for believing in us and, and uh, partnering with us. And uh, there'll be some, some promo codes, maybe some giveaways at some point. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And um, 
if y'all don't have anything else, we are going to jump into this episode with our buddies. I say let's get to it. And uh, it wasn't as quick as I implied. I know. <laughs> a quick episode, hour and a half. <laughs> um, it's a good one, though. Yep. So enjoy. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, today we have got a full house. Yeah, so, as full as you get. <laughs> yeah, so before we start any of this, um, I'll just explain to the listeners uh, who we all who all we got here, and uh, we'll just we'll just kind of go from there. You're going to hear quite a few different people talk at different times. So we got our normal three guys, Nate, Micah, and Andy are here. How's it going? And then we got some returning guests, some new guys. Um, so I'll just start from right to left. Our first guest is we our buddy. See. <laughs> My right to left. <laughs> I don't think the order matters. <laughs> we can spend 20 minutes on this, too. Is that what we're going to do? Uh, so our first guest is Austin Alabal, buddy of ours. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Nice, nice to be here. Austin has been uh, hunting coyotes hard with Andy and, and the team that Andy's on yep. um, with them. So we got Austin with us today. we got another buddy that's been on our podcast before. Pat is here. What's up, bud? What's going on? Uh, another buddy that's been on our podcast before, Russell. Howdy. And then another new guest who has been hunting with Russell and my team for the last few tournaments, Brandon. What's going on, bud? Not much. Glad to be here. And Brandon's so, also one of our Colorado trip uh, regulars. So Yeah. He's part of the group. And, and related. And, yeah. yeah. And another related. I didn't even want to get into that. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't well, Austin technically, kind of related? Austin's technically, Austin's not technically, he is. There's 43 cousins in this room right now, yeah. one way, shape, or form. We but, are in Missouri, not Arkansas. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. See, Andy and Russell are first cousins. Yep. Andy and Austin are first cousins. Yep. Andy and Brandon are first cousins. Second. Second cousins. Russell and Brandon are first cousins. Second. Second, Second cousins. See, I can't even get it right. Jesus. And then I'm a cousin-in-law to all three of you. And then I got this guy right here being my brother-in-law, unfortunately. Pat's just Pat. Thank God. I'm <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, I didn't even want to get into that. That's too much to explain to the listener. So anyway, what we're going to talk about today is just we thought it'd be a good episode to kind of wrap up our coyote tournament season at least. We've got um, – we're done with tournaments as far as we know, unless our wives – Unless something else <laughs> pops up that's intriguing. But um, – so we're, we're going to be about – That I'm allowed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be coyote hunting still, but our tournament season's over, so we thought it'd be a, a cool episode to kind of wrap a, a bow on it, talk about some of the things we learned throughout this season, um, some really cool stories that we had throughout our teams. Um, so in you know in this room, we actually technically have three different teams. Pat hunted with Garen, a friend of ours, in this last tournament. But was that your first tournament this year? Yes. That's what I thought. Because um, you're big into bowling, and you've been yeah, bowling doing bowling tournaments. Weekend, yeah. Um, but basically between everybody in this room, we're, you know, we're on two separate teams as a group of friends. So, um, we can kind of see how we learned and we'll talk throughout the days on these tournaments and see how things are going, yeah. um, text each other. That's always fun to text yep. back and forth, see what's working, what's not working between yep. us. And... So, um, and quite a drastic difference in the last two tournaments between the days we had to yeah you know, as far as teams go for sure one yeah. of us was on fire and then yeah. the other one no luck at all yeah. and then and then flip-flop and yeah mm-hmm. and so let's just get right into that because the listener probably wants to hear 
the well, end uh, of so. If, yeah, if anybody has, has yep. tracked us here and listened to the uh, Midwest Wildlife episode a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. they know there's a little wager placed for their tournament. For their tournament, was correct? Just this past yeah. weekend, it was a double down wager, really. I mean, we, it was always originally for that tournament. You the, guys, you guys beat us the tournament before by one dog, and you know, no, by three dogs. Oh, sorry, by three dogs. Yeah, because you didn't kill any dogs. Yeah, whatever. Hey, we're not talking about that. That was a rough day. You know, the tournament <laughs> before that, though. One, to, so that's, but we didn't make it bet in the the Movets Outdoors tournament. No, it was the tournament before where you guys actually beat us. One that is true. That is true. Yeah, uh, we killed a fox. You killed a dog, and technically you won because right. foxes weren't in the tournament. So well, technicalities. Technicalities. <laughs> we play by the rules. <laughs> so well. Full transparency, it was totally legal to kill that fox. Oh, yeah, that was back in January. By the way, that was back in January. But um, so we made a bet in that first tournament, Mm -hmm. um, and then we doubled down on it for this Midwest Wildlife Tournament. So if anybody remembers listening, the bet was, Micah, remember? Yeah, we had to present the winners with a Twisted Tea prize packet thing. Yeah, like a trophy. Yeah, I believe you had to say something. What'd you have, what'd you have to say? Uh, you are a superior coyote hunter. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> so, unbeknownst to us, our friends at Midwest Wildlife, Ryan Greco, they decided to make us present that trophy at their um, banquet. Yeah, that yeah night. which was deal. hilarious because there's only 96 teams of averaging three people a team. <laughs> yeah, so it was a packed I mean, house. I'll, I'd say there was at least four or five hundred people there, wouldn't you think? There's a lot of people, lots of folks. I mean, it, it, was, it was standing room only. That's yeah. for sure. So, for anybody that wants to know, Andy's team had six dogs that day, which that was me, Austin here, and uh, our buddy Jared Pragman, and Nate, Micah, Russell, and Brandon got one dog. So uh, they won, <laughs> and so we had to present the tournament to them or the the trophy to Andy and his team in front of everybody in front of 400 freaking people, which <laughs> was, uh, and at the, you know, last second where I, you're not thinking you're going to talk in front of everybody. Right, it, was yeah. a, it was fun. Yeah. Nathan uh, sounded really scared. I, I think it was. That's why. <laughs> um, and we had to say, you are the best coyote hunter. I know that's fair enough. So might've had my fingers crossed. I don't know. He didn't lie though. He didn't he lie. Didn't I mean, lie. he didn't, <laughs> he didn't know those other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you guys had a heck of a day. Oh, goodness. So let's it talk was about awesome. that. Yeah, if you guys didn't see any of the social media stuff, you guys tied for first, but you ended up right. coming in third just because of weight. Yep. So three teams got six dogs. Out of 96. Out of so they, they tied for first out of 96 teams. Right. Which is amazing. Now, they ended up third in the money because of overall weight. And then they also won small dog. Right. Uh, which is a side pot in this tournament. So, which our small dog was, I think, nineteen pounds, eight ounces. Yeah, it was the, the smallest one I remember seeing. Because we won small dog last year, Russell. Did I we think not? that was like seventeen or something. I thought she was like twenty four. No, she am was I wrong? Smaller than that. I want. You remember? I thought she was. I don't remember. I want. I thought she was only like seventeen or eighteen, maybe. Which honestly is a little surprising because usually there's one with like some small like pup sized dog with mange that comes in that weighs I mean, and so we knew we had a small one when we shot it. Mm-hmm. Jared actually went and got it and threw it across the creek back to us and like, hey, I think we got small dog. He's just joking around. He like helicoptered that sucker back <laughs> over the creek. But uh, no, so that that's a awesome showing. Um, it was lucky. For us, we didn't take last, right? <laughs> well, there's 77 dogs killed out of 96 teams. So there was, I mean, several teams that didn't get any because, I mean, there's... I was going to go back to their leaderboard and check how many teams didn't kill 
I was going to count. Oh, <laughs> well, oh sorry. <laughs> I was going to count how many teams, you know, were on the leaderboard and then, you know, yeah. subtract that out, but I never did. But Yeah, but you also can't. And, well, I guess they would have checked them in there at the end. The final check-in they recorded. They, they yeah. recorded it on the leaderboard. Okay. Yeah. At, at one point in time, I thought they announced that there was like 40-some teams that checked in Coyotes. But I'm, I may be wrong about that because we were standing outside the door well, listening to everything. Russ and I were talking when they were checking in, and I said, I bet you half the teams that signed up for this didn't kill one. Yeah. So you're that's over. Pretty, and that's just by half. That's pretty typical. I mean, yeah. Yeah. for most tournaments anyways. Just law of averages at that point. It's right. uh, It's just how it works out. You know. I think everybody can concur. Coyote hunting is not easy. And the <laughs> yeah. thing I think we learned a little bit was every day is different. Mm-hmm. What's working one day, it might not work that afternoon, let alone the next day. Well, and it might work for us in one county. Yeah. And three counties away, we got buddies who are hunting, and they yeah. aren't seeing anything. They're playing the same sounds. Doing the same thing. Yeah. And, from, I mean, yeah, it's just how it is. It's so. who's dealt a hot hand and... Just keep it rolling. I mean, you guys, uh, not this last, I mean, not Midwest tournament, the tournament before, you guys had a hot hand. You guys called in like three doubles. Yeah. In the first hour and a half. Right. Yeah. We could have, we actually could have had five dogs down in the first hour and a half of the day had the two that uh, Russell and Micah had the chance to shoot not been right in front of a house. Yeah. Right. Sure. And And that's safety. I mean, that's, you got to have it. You guys had one that was skylined in this last tournament that you didn't shoot at. Yep. And, you know, I I wouldn't, I I had actually gone to get the truck because, we were, we were trying to figure a bunch of moving parts out, so I went to go get the truck, and I pulled the truck up there, and I'm literally 80 yards from the coyote that we had shot. Mm-hmm. And I see them, like, what are they doing? And, I mean, really, I, I was kind of props to them for knowing, hey, let's not get caught up in the moment here. Let's take our time and, and do what's right because there's a lot more on the line than just killing a coyote. Right. So. Yeah, and we talked about that that day with our, our shot. 999 million times out of a billion mm-hmm. or whatever that number would be, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's that one chance you take and that, that, yep. that bullet ricochets off a rock and hits somebody mm-hmm. you know, in that house or something. It's just not worth it. Yeah, not right. for a We talk about safety. Talk about the incident you guys had. Oh, you mean yesterday or Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, over at the, one of the farms that you hunt. Um, yeah, so we uh, – Oh, yeah. So we set up on this alfalfa field, and the way it was set up, we thought we'd be able to set up in this fence line and sit, but we couldn't see where we were calling. So we all stood up right next to this cedar tree. I was furthest left, then Micah, then Brandon, and then Russell actually set up on this burn pile. Overwatch. Overwatching. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling on the burn pile. And uh, so I start the call, and um, I hear these dogs in this yard barking behind us. Right. And I mean, uh, we're right there on the property line. We're on so. the property line, yeah. And we're looking into the property that we have permission on. And, right. Um, I hear these dogs barking. I don't think anything of it. You know, they're just at their house. And um, next thing I know, I look over my shoulder to my left, and there's this four-year-old kid within 15 feet of me walking straight towards me. And so I immediately turned back. I said, boys, safety's off. Guns down. We're done. And... Uh, the little boy's like, I found you. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, you did, buddy. Y'all suck at hide and seek. <laughs> and, uh, Didn't take me no time. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you did, buddy. Hey, go back go back to your house if you get a chance, you know. And actually, that little boy ended up following us. As, so we, we got out of there. We, yeah. we were put like, the guns hunts down, over, it's grabbed done. the call. We got out of there. Um, and he, he tries coming under the fence and walking with us. And then I'm just like, yeah, go home, bud. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I mean, stuff happens. Mm. Um, it was a weird deal. But. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry. I Absolutely. Mean, it's mm-hmm. just how it is. We weren't doing anything wrong. We were where we were supposed to be, but yeah. it's just not worth continuing yeah. at that point. So, sure. Um, so, congratulations on Thank you. tying for first. That's Thank uh, pretty awesome out of 96 teams. Um, That's the biggest tournament I've been in. And probably, I mean, I've only been coyote hunting tournaments for probably three years now, four maybe. Though by far it was so. the biggest. I mean, I've never seen one over 50 teams I don't think yeah. I've been in. Um, the one we did in Harrisonville, it yeah. had 70-some teams. Yeah, it did. And, yeah, like usually it's 25, 30 teams is what you think of. And, I mean, they, these things are growing. Like yeah. Harrisonville's tournament, was it was the second year for them. Yeah. And then this one, it was the second year for them. And they've they've done it right. Like they've put the legwork into it to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Movats Outdoors tournament, this was their yes. second year. And yeah. they actually had 37 which oh, was quite yeah. a bit more tripled than in yeah. size. Tri- yeah. They tripled in size, which yeah. Well, we uh, knew that one because the one prior that was going to be one that we went to, but we all decided not to. Our COVID. wives didn't want us to because the COVID stuff was going on. Yeah, and, that hurt them So last we just year. yeah. So it, I think they only had twelve teams last year or something like that. So yeah, I mean, we knew that one was going to grow a little bit, but and it, and it and they had a great turnout and they they donated quite a bit of money to Movats Outdoors. I think it was three thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember right. Yep. So. Kudos to them. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, and you know, we had a good day of that day. We yeah, that we, was that was by far my best day of coyote hunting ever. So yeah, we, that was the worst day coyote hunting yeah. I've ever had. And isn't that crazy? Just <laughs> yep. It was yeah. wild. We we were thirty minutes late to every set. Was what we kept saying is we kept going that day and kind of the same equivalent what you guys had on on yours. But mm-hmm. uh, we would pull up to places, start talking strategy, and you get to looking out in the field. The, the coyotes coming out of the fence row, running right to where you're going to go. Yeah. But, and for people that don't know, the coyote sees the truck, he pretty well knows the gig's up. Yeah. Like, you, the chances of you calling him in with him seeing you get out of the truck are pretty slim. Yeah. They're not They're not dumb. No. And that happened to us. I mean, you know, Russ, Brandon, we started at one of your spots, and we kind of de- we kind of debated, right, where where we're going to go, and we all decided that let's, let's, try, let's try these new spots out. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to be awesome. Nobody's coyote hunting them, so mm-hmm. surely they're, you know, going to have a ton of dogs. And you want to start easy, fresh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, easy to call in. So but, we get <laughs> into the truck after, after our first set, and I get a phone call, Russell, and who is it? Do you remember? My wife, your sister. And she goes, uh, uh, hey, there's three coyotes in our field right now. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. So there's the first, you know, the first, they're not where we are. Uh, or they are where we could be, mm-hmm. and then we go to a, the second spot, and you get a text from your dad, Brandon. It's probably like twenty minutes later. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, two coyotes, coyotes in the pasture. Yeah, two <laughs> coyotes are out in the pasture." So Which we're just, we were going to hit that spot. We were just going to do it later, yeah. and we still ended up finding those dogs because we were like, "Okay, we got done with the two sets that we were going to do, and we headed over to his house, crest the hill." Wind was not in our favor but we're like we're gonna do it anyways and as soon as we crested the hill they popped out of the ditch i don't know 200 yards away bolted just got out they're just out in the middle of the field sunning themselves yeah sunbathing so and that's kind of our same experience we had we i don't know why we got lucky several we made some pretty kind of aggressive decisions and lucky decisions the first one of the day set the tone for us though we pulled up and we're a little late getting in there yeah and uh we were walking down in the swell of a field and trying to kind of, you know, use the train to get down into a fence line to overlook a pasture. We get probably halfway there, and all of a sudden, here comes a dog running across the pasture, probably at that time 600 yards, maybe 500, yeah. something. Yeah. Of course, we think the gig's up. We thought he busted us. 
But and he's he's running around out there, and all of a sudden he stops and starts just puts the note there, and he runs. He's out there mousing. Yeah, ends up catching a dang mouse, and we watch him throwing up in the air. And uh, honestly, me and Austin work pretty good together because I sometimes I get impatient and he gets calm and it, it, it flips. I was ready to start calling. We had to figure out how to start calling, get something done. Get, so he talked me into just waiting. So we wait and watch, just watched him. And he was running around and, again, chasing this mouse. Well, then he did that for a while and started moving away. And Jared was able to uh, to pull out a howler and, and howl at him, got his attention. And he just looked at us, went back to playing with his mouse. No interest whatsoever. Yeah, He actually picked his mouse up and turned and, and started walking away. Yeah, he picked his mouse up and he was done playing with us. He wanted to share his <laughs> toys. And uh, started walking away and Jared grabbed a... a I guess it was a rabbit or some type yeah. of squawker over there and just, you know, laid into it for a second. And that sucker, I bet he was close to 700 yards at one point in time, turned around and just bolted at us and came to about 480 yards, mm-hmm. sat down and started started barking and howling at us. Yeah, it was kind of one of those things where he got to a point where he could see the entire field because it, it was a cut bean field, of course, covered mm-hmm. in snow. I mean, we're in the wide open. And, like, he knew there was something over there, but it wasn't a coyote. So he couldn't figure us out, so he just sat down and started barking at us. And then uh, it escalated from there for him. <laughs> and then he took a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, Austin had been shooting. We've been hunting pretty hard. And uh, Austin saw, was sighting his gun doing some shooting for the tournament. And what, you sight 400 yards? You got Yeah, I've got a, a steel plate at 400 yards. And uh, spent a little time. I had a, an issue where I missed what I shot thought should have been a chip shot. So I spent a little time playing with the rifle and uh, – Figured it out what I what I had done wrong and uh, yeah. got it to where I could bang the gong every time at four hundred. So and so he's sitting there. I know I can hit four hundred. I I think I can hit this coyote. And so we're all three basically sitting in a line. And Austin was in the middle. I was like, well, he's not coming closer. We're we are where we are. We're just going to waste time staring at him. So mm-hmm. it's either you know kind of chitter got the pot type deal. Right. And Let it uh, fly. <laughs> Just going to send it. Yeah, we and did. We did. We all three isn't shot. A, isn't that a saying? Yeah. Send it. Send it. Yeah. We just, we just sent it. All, we all three shot and then just stoned right there, just locked up and fell over. So uh, there's several high fives going around after that one because that was – Was there just one bullet hole? Did you look? Yeah, there was just one hole in him. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty sure we know who hit him, but we won't, we won't talk <laughs> about that. It was that. a team effort. Team. We, all, we all pulled the trigger, so it was a team effort. We hit him as a team. There you go. <laughs> the same hole. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. So, like, in this turn, or in this episode, we're going to talk about things we learn and stories, and I think that's kind of the first lesson is being a good shooter. I would say sounds like Austin knows how to shoot, yeah. and Russell, <laughs> Russell is a shooter uh, <laughs> because in our tournament – Two weekends ago, the Movets Outdoors tournament, the uh, the second double we called in, Russell, you had to shoot a coyote running away, basically. Pretty much. And dropped him in his tracks. And, I mean, you only get that way by being proficient with the rifle. Or just doing it. <clears throat> yeah. It, right. it's, it's, it's I mean. Confidence, it really can magnify it, is what it seems like, too. Yeah, I mean, I you know, when you're not confident... Oh, I know, because, I mean, this last one, we called one in. I mean, he was 100 yards. I wouldn't say we called him in. Yeah. I think think he was leaving. Yeah, I was set up on, it was like the backup area. I was thinking, well, there's a possibility they might come from this way. And the other guys were, this is where they should come from. 
well, that coyote that was in there, they should have went to him. I don't know if he caught wind of something, which he shouldn't have, or he just didn't like what was going on. But he back back into them and came out, and I was covering it, and he caught me off guard a little bit. And so they I always catch me yeah. off guard. <laughs> so I swing my gun. He catches my movement, and I mean it was a hundred yard chip shot, and I thought I had a good solid shot, and I shot missed. And you know, but luckily where we were at, we actually. We were behind a dude's house that was letting us hunt. We go up there, and he had a target. I was like, hey, is that target set up to 100? He's like, yeah, there's a rest. Here you go. So I mean, I know I'll... your daughter's taking a nap right now, but can I shoot right behind your house? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to, I mean, you got to have confidence in your shot. And so, I mean, like, and luckily you had that situation yeah. because if you wouldn't have, that would have been in the back of your mind the rest of the day. Because oh, yeah. I've been there, done that. Well, it, I it's mean, tough. And it, what really helped me, not that it mattered the rest 20 of the minutes day, later. but literally 20 minutes later, we had one come out. Nathan had a failure to failure, failure to, set, to launch. Yeah, failure to launch. <laughs> Russell wasn't set up. I was kind of set up. Well, he was, but I was set up to where I was going to be a backup shot. If anything, let's just tell this story. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Your team will be next. Favorite story from Coyote season, like favorite set. What your favorite deal was for me, and Russell could have a different one, and Brandon, but for me, it was this this story. So for the listener, we were set up on a fence line. That ran north to south. and Back, then Backed up to a lot of timber. Backed up to a lot of timber. Our backs were to the timber. We were actually calling a different, like I guess you'd call it ditch of yeah. timber. And uh, the way it was set up, basically from north to south, you had Brandon, then 20 yards later, Micah, 20 yards later, me, 20 yards later, Russell, from north to south. And the call was pretty much in front of Russell to his west out in the field. So... Sorry, folks, you're going to probably hear my family upstairs at times. But, um, and so we start the call, and I think it was a, a jackrabbit. And not 20 seconds into the call, a coyote runs. How far from you, Russ? Uh, 20 yards. Straight out of the timber, right next to Russell, past Russell, <laughs> to my call. Um, how far, how close do you think he got to the call? I mean, inches, inches, inches. Yeah, yeah. like he, 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 he went, he went down to bite it and realized, realized it wasn't. wasn't He's like, hey, that's not, that's not a rabbit. <laughs> so I go, I go to shoot him just so that people know the whole story. I go to shoot him, click. So then I start messing with my rifle, going, "What the heck's wrong?" About that moment, Micah shoots him and fatally hits him. Yeah. No, I had one racked. It. Well, we'll get into it. Settle down. Because <laughs> um, that was my thought. I didn't have a, a round racked, so yeah. I pull my. Uh, pull my charging handle back to see, and there was one in there. Um, we'll get to it in a second. So R- Micah shoots it, hits him fatally. I mean, he didn't drop him right in his tracks, but he was dead. Yeah. I didn't. Um, yeah, I. I mean, what was going through mine? You were set. I was a little bit further back from you, and you were to my left. Mm-hmm. And the coyote comes out. We all see it, obviously, and it comes out. And I'm sitting there. I got my scope on it. I'm like, shoot. I mean, obviously, Nathan or Russell have the best shot. I mean, he's right there. Shoot, shoot. Nobody's shooting. Nobody's shooting. I'm like, okay, he's given me enough room to where I feel comfortable taking a shot. So I bang it. And then, it, like you said, he wasn't. He was going to die, but he was still running off a little bit. We weren't going to give him a chance to. And, yeah. yeah. And, well, he started working his way back to my left. I'm like, well, I'm not taking another shot because Nathan's right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that. And then Russell was able to put well, a so, final round. So then he started running straight towards me after the first shot. Yeah. I then – Pull the trigger again. 
nothing. <laughs> and then he veers off and had to be, what, four yards in front of you, Russell, when you finished him? It's like <clears throat> 10 or so. I mean, he was like – He came out You didn't even use a scope, like your scope, no, to finish him off. Point and shoot. <laughs> That's how close he was. <laughs> like, well, like Kip Campbell said, no sh- after, it shoots the target until it is compliant. <laughs> after Micah shot the first time, I yelled, shoot him again, and nothing happened. So then I'm like, oh, crap, no, I got to shoot. Yeah. He was right there. Yeah, so it was <laughs> – it was one of them deals that it was It was just, to me, even though I failed miserably on that, that particular set, it was the coolest one just because, yeah. I mean, that thing ran right next to Russell, past him, like he didn't exist, and might have picked up my damn call if he got the chance to. I mean, it was just. And Brandon's probably just up there like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> well, I, was, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Oh, then it gets better. Then Russell stands up and just takes off. Just runs. To the south. <laughs> Down this fence line, and we're like, "What in the hell is he doing?" I mean, just, in a matter of a minute, he is six hundred yards away from us. Yeah, just <laughs> and go we're, on. And we're sitting there. Well, Nathan's house right there. Maybe he had to poop or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he just took off. So when he comes back, we're like, "What was that?" And he goes, "Did you guys not see that other coyote take off running after we shot?" Oh like, wow, nope. <laughs> there was one shoot. He had to been six, seven hundred yards. Yeah, I tried to cut him off. Yeah. Work. He was actually in the timber we were calling. We're yeah, hoping where, they would come. That's from. where we were thinking they were yeah. come from. Man. And he must have not liked the gunshot and took off a, a, away from us, I guess you'd call it. But, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Pat, to go back to what you were hand signaling when we were doing that, uh, I was loaded. Uh, so when I racked, when I pulled my charging handle back to see if I hadn't loaded around, I saw the round in there, let it go back. Not realizing that my bolt carrier group had slid back, I don't know, a quarter inch, maybe more. Okay. And by the time I pulled the second time and then turned my gun over again, then I see it and hit my forward assist. And it, well, by that time it was too late. Yeah. Uh, the coyote had already. His cleared. gun has to be all the way back mm-hmm. for it to be in battery. Yeah. You, I've, I've had problems with some of mine before, go. too. Yeah. So yeah. I must have, when I racked my round that morning, just, done that. Not just done it. Be- be rough Just, with it. Yeah. So that's a lesson learned, at least for me, is from now on, even if I do it that way, when I sit, I'm going to look at my bolt carrier. And, Hit your forward assist. Yeah, make sure it's ready to go just in case something happened. Yeah. But one thing about it, those bolt guns never jam. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And I, my wife doesn't know this yet, and she might be able to hear me right now, but <laughs> next year, next season, my plan is to have a bolt, uh, bolt rifle. Hoping, I think a twenty two two fifty is what I might go for. But yeah. um, it'd be nice to have one that you can really reach out there and touch them. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, those I like the AR platform just because you know, bang bang. If you get need to get a second shot off real quick, but it also be nice to get a little bit heavier of a bullet and something that something yeah something that can you know you can take a five hundred yard shot like yeah. you did yeah. and you know f- be real confident in yeah. it. Yeah, and the so, weight difference. Yeah. Awesome, you're shooting. 55 grain VMAX, aren't you? Yeah, it's a it's a 223, but no, it's, it's, a 20, it's a 20 it's a 26. Yeah, very and it's common. a 26 inch bull barrel, so it, it right. kind of helps it a little bit. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, think about the difference between like, let's say a bolt, a 22250 compared to like my AR. They're not light. No. no uh-uh. Um. So I would I would guess like your 22250 Russ has got to be quite a bit lighter than it's, what I'm carrying around. Yeah, it's fairly light, but not as light as my 243. Right. And that's what you usually take is your 243, yeah, ain't it? Hands down, 243 every day. 
See now, I bought my son for Christmas a two forty three, so I could just you're about his size, so yeah, you did. Model work. <laughs> he, he, did <laughs> he did get the youth model, so it'll work. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't get him a youth model? Oh, really? I'm like, okay. why would I do that? Just let him grow into it and just move on. Yeah, I guess. So, so, but, so that that was our my favorite sit. What do you, do you guys agree on the team? Do you do you like that one the best? As far as that day goes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the double we had come in the the tournament before that was cool, but the reason. I didn't pick that one. Is we didn't do anything for that double, really. No, we just it was were in the right spot at the right time, and they came. That's ninety percent. You know. Yeah. Um, that the sit we had in this last tournament, I felt like we made. You know, Russ mentioned let's stay up high. If we would have kept walking down that fence line, we would have spooked him right out of that timber. He was right. He had to be right behind us. So that's why it was my favorite one. Yeah, but I Andy, mean, what about your team? You guys, I'll let Austin go. I already, I already said kind of the first one of the day, so I'll let him find it. And, and it doesn't have to me, just be this last tournament, you know. The just, whole the whole day was one of those days that you just it's. I mean, in the coyote hunters world, it's a storybook day because we we killed all but two coyotes we saw, and I mean we we called in coyotes successfully at almost every single stand. I think there was one that we didn't call a coyote in, and it's just because they weren't there because. In my, my previous experience, they'd never been there. It was just something, well, we're, we're on a high streak. We'll try it. But uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought as a team we, uh, we had a lot of uh, good points as far as we, we walked probably 1,200 yards through the snow to get coyote number two just to get set up on him, and we set up about 400 yards from it. We're like, all right, it's going to come from here. It's going to use the creek. Everything uh, we expected to come slightly different, but it did everything we expected it to, and shot it at like 150, 100 yards, something like that. We we didn't really check it. Just zoom in, pull the trigger, and watch it fall down. But uh, then we we get our, our our tagging process done that you have to go through. You have to video them and and mm-hmm. all that. We get that done, and I I'd, I'd killed two coyotes on the day, so I felt so like, all right, I'm going back to get the truck. <laughs> You guys it's just take uphill. your time. I mean, it yeah. is a long way. And it's, it was a haul. So I I go, I get the truck, and start heading back. We get the coyote in the yote tote and get all our gear loaded up, get in the truck, and we look out across the field to the west, and it had to have been, what, a three-eighths, half-mile? At least. I mean, it's like four hills over. It wasn't, two black on, dots it wasn't on the, the farm. It, it was on a, a different farm. It was like three farms yeah. over. You see, you see two little black dots. I said, guys, those are coyotes because we got the snow cover still. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jared pulls binoculars up and he goes, yeah, they're coyotes. And he goes, they're coming down the hill. They're coming this way. Well, there's one piece of timber that's right behind a house. And then there's this piece of timber we we're just at. Like, All right, here's what we're going to do. The minute they get below the hill to where they can't see us, I'm driving this truck to the timber. And we're going to set up within 100 yards of the timber. And this is one of the decisions that I was talking about us just getting lucky, making the right ones. I was questioning it the whole way. And Austin will vouch. I was back there whining. Because we're, we're going through this field, and, I mean, it's rough. And I was like, our guns are in the back. We're going to have to – they're bouncing around. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. And he, he does. He drives down there. Wait, so we got down there. I Like, the, there's a fence row that we I, we expected them to follow this fence all the way to us. So I parked the truck to where it's it, the exact opposite side of the brush. And the brush is, shoot, maybe maybe twice the size of your house, which, I mean, it's, it's a very small piece of timber. Right. And uh, – so we go down this real deep ditch and come up the other side, set up, get everything squared away, start calling, and what, five minutes in, mm-hmm. one of them comes streaking from the other ditch and runs right up to us, and I shot it at 100 yards, and uh, that's the one that 
it ended up being a double that we didn't know about because the male's sitting up on the hill watching the female flop around like, what are you doing? Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. That was the one we couldn't Dorothy. shoot. <laughs> that was the one that What's wrong? Okay. That was the one that set up on top of the hill and just looked down. Jared actually, I told Austin, Austin went to go get the tags and stuff out of the truck to tag that one. She, she I'm just packing must have been up. a side chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must have been. I was packing up the call. Jared's like, I'll go get the coyote. And he starts walking across the field. And I said, watch this, Austin. He's going to walk across the field. He set his gun down. He's going to walk across the field and there would be another coyote. So, so we stopped him. So we stopped him and said, Jared, get, take your gun with you. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, I better do that. He walks over there, and I f- just finished packing up the call and everything. I look up, and Jared just sits down real quick, throws his bipods out. And Jared is very good. It's it's oddly good at making distress sounds with his mouth. No call. And he starts just squalling. I was like, what is he doing? Like, what is going on? I can't see the coyote up on the hill. And he's sitting there, and he's sitting there, and he can tell he he's squirming. He wants to pull the trigger so bad. And finally, he just sit, throw, threw his hands up and just kind of shook his head. And then the coyote walked over the hill. And I walked <laughs> up and said, what happened? He goes, the second one was right there. He goes, I couldn't shoot him on top of the hill. I said, "Did you? how did you get your call out of your pocket? He's like, I wasn't. I was just making that with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so we get down there, which – I guess I'll talk about the whole day because to me the whole day was was great. Uh, we go to another spot over by our, our cousin's house mm-hmm. that we've hunted it from a different angle twice, and both times we've educated them. So these they aren't dumb coyotes we're hunting. Like we've we screwed it up enough times that it probably shouldn't have worked, but the stars were aligned, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them comes in from straight out in front of us, and uh, Andy and Jared are sitting side by side, and I'm about ten yards from them down at the edge of a pond just because there's like four different fences that come together and they come together at weird angles so where we were sitting you couldn't see down one of the fences so i moved down just a little bit so i could and uh the coyote comes up and we watch it come across this field from probably 250 300 yards out gets to 100 yards and we had made a decision at the beginning of the day because usually when we're just doing regular hunts We'll all line up on the coyote, and it'll be one, two, three, bang. Mm-hmm. That way, we're all getting to pull the trigger and kill a coyote. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this one, it, they said at the beginning of the day, if you got a shot, take it. We're, we got to get coyotes down, get to the next spot to try and have a full day. And uh, so, I, in my opinion, I was being greedy, and I <laughs> killed number four on the day. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting there. We kind of thumbs up. Yeah, that's selfish. great. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I'm a selfish hunter. Well, I could, I could, Jared's yelling at me. Andy Kyle, right in front of you. I'm saying so. I, I I ran the call most of the day, which that's just what I like doing. I'm not necessarily good at it, but I like doing it. So I was running the call, and he's like, he's right in front of you. I'm like, Jared, I, I can't find him. Like, where's he at? Like, I, I don't see him. He's like, straight in front of you. And I'm like, because Jared can't shoot because the fence is in his way. And I'm sitting there, and I look over at Austin. I'm like, can you see him? And he just gives me a nod. I'm like, take him. Cause, so he ends up shooting. Was, oh, there he is. It was straight. <laughs> I literally, by the time he shot, he stepped out from behind this fence post. There's a big corner post that was right there. He had to walk straight behind it because mm. I could not see yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it did. Yeah. It did. That's crazy. But, but it uh, was, Well, well and, I mean, that's kind of – well, you weren't even done. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's just kind of, I mean, how those days yeah. you really don't have – I mean, it's kind of like our tournament before that. We didn't have the same exact – like, it was until noon the best mm-hmm. – wouldn't you guys agree – just oh yeah, best dog day after dog after yeah. dog. Yeah. But then the snow hit and that everything dog. shut down yeah. until mm-hmm. right at dark, and then two more coyotes. So, you know, it's I mean, 
I can see how you don't really want to pick one set because they all yeah just get it going. But yeah. well, it was so funny because with that set, he had we had enough time that we all kind of yeah th- and gave thumbs up, and then Andy turned on Pup Distress, and uh, like we're sitting there and I'm I'm already planning on okay I gotta I gotta pack this up first I gotta do that, and out of nowhere Jared pipes up again Andy right here right here right here, and. Uh, I met, I didn't get to see it. You got to see it. This thing, yeah. It, it came from a different direction completely than the first coyote, and it comes running, and this pup distress, and I wasn't even going, I wouldn't even think about it. We, we're all looking at each other like, all right, let's pack up, get to the next one, keep this rolling. Like, let's just try it. So I just clicked it on, and it was 20 seconds, and uh, this, she came flying in and tried to jump through this fence, smacked the fence, fell down. <laughs> ran around the fence where there's an entrance. Yeah, there's an open gate. There's an open, there's an open <laughs> gate. Ran around through the gate opening and then ran at the call, stopped, and where it came from, Austin was right in line with the call, so it seen Austin. Then she turned away to, to run, and that was the, the one I did get to shoot. Is she turned away and kind of kind of took about two trot steps. And, and she was, was concussed. Yeah, she was concussed, <laughs> out, out one through the other. So, Oh, man. That's yeah. awesome. It, well, but, it was so funny, too, because as we came in, we were talking about it. I was like, okay, this fence right here, this waterway that goes up and over the hill. It's like, it, in my mind, there's nothing over that hill except for the gravel road, and there's timber on the other side, right? He goes, yes, it's our chances of one coming from there are very slim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we never even looked on the other side of that fence because there was a change in elevation by about three feet. Mm-hmm. So, it, And you could see the tracks. It was up there mousing in that fence row while we were hunting. Like when we showed up, it was there. She, she walked straight down that fence, and it was just enough elevation change. We never, we couldn't see her. Yeah. Well, and and I think a lot of like I just wrote down three things listening to your guys' stories about lessons learned. You know that we learned from this last tournament, the tournament before. You talked about not knowing she was there. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon. We had that one set, Brandon and Russell, where the tournament before, where we called that double in that Russell shot running away. Uh, Brandon, you were set up in the corner of a fence looking, or the corner of a field looking over the, the cornfield, and the coyotes came from the other direction and just didn't think to, you know, look to your left, right? Like, you just assumed, right? Like, we all do. We assume they're going to come from that direction, you know, from here. And as soon as we start the call, me and Micah see the coyotes get up and come and they were working right towards russell and brandon so i'm like they better be ready here they are well of course me and micah don't see or hear any of what happens but yeah, you're probably apparently away and the coyotes yeah. are probably 200 and apparently russell's you go ahead russ I take over first one step out and i'm like brandon second one steps out brandon <laughs> brandon <laughs> <laughs> wake no, up nothing, nothing out of him so so I he he does, clearly doesn't see him or know what's going on. So I stand up and uh, when I stand up, the first one jets, the second one jets, and I I manage to to drop the second one as it's running away. Uh, I didn't but, see him until you stood up. Yeah, because you were you were just assuming he was he was focused right? on the field and not yeah, mm-hmm. yeah to his immediate yeah. left. Yeah. So how let me ask you guys this because I'm I'm starting to feel there's definitely a difference to way me and Austin set up in our tournaments and what you guys do how far apart do you guys normally set that was the furthest we've ever set apart yeah usually usually we're, we're within 20 yards yeah. 30 yards of each other this one they I'll were be, probably 100 yards down the road i'll be honest with you we're probably maybe at the farthest 10 yards yeah typically yeah. we're i mean because 
we like to just like make like a like a lip lip squeal if we see something coming, mm-hmm. and that way everybody can be alert. So we don't spread out near. Probably, we probably could spread out more. It'd be okay, but we don't mm-hmm. spread too far. And that's typically how we are. But we also but we got four dudes. You guys hunted with it's, four. Yeah, we so, so, so we can yeah. cup. And we, I mean, we think of it as well. We all know where they should be, but mm-hmm. let's cover our back end. Let's see what. Let's see if yeah. we can cover three sixty of it. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and, in our mind, there's a perfect spot for that call right. and a perfect spot for a shooter. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're trying to divide us to get yeah. a shooter's point and a caller's point. And in that particular set, the reason why we had to basically sit where we were, Mike and I didn't have any other options. There was this lone tree that yeah. we could sit up against. Gotcha. Yeah, everything and else from there open. to where they were, they were was open cornfield. So that was our option. Typically, we're kind of like you guys. where mm-hmm. like the, the story I said of the one that ran right next to Russell. We were yeah. all right there together. And, and that was the, the positions we could actually sit and try to hide. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was the, the furthest. And it was just kind of cool from Mike and I's vantage point because we're like, oh, here they come. Yeah, they like, better be ready. They're right there. You know, I got them <laughs> in my scope, and I'm like, they have to have a better shot than me. I mean, I could have took a poke, but it would have been a poke, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I know they have a better shot as long as they see them. Right. And then, then all of a sudden, I got them in my scope. I see the first one take off, and then I see the back end of the other one, and then bam, drop. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty cool watching. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you know, another thing you mentioned was your sets. Mm-hmm. So one thing Russ and I were talking about in the truck or maybe walking back on one of our sets is on this last tournament, in the morning, until it got warm, the snow was loud. Right? Mm-hmm. Really Very loud. loud. And all of our sets in the morning were sets where we pretty much needed to be on top of them, mm-hmm. just kind of where our sets were. And, you know, we were having a bad morning, and it wasn't going well. And I wonder or wondered if the coyotes were there. They might not have been. But if they were there, were we just getting too close to them because of the loud snow, making – too much noise that you couldn't do anything about. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's not like you can walk on glass and then make it be quiet. It was tough. And sounds like you guys were further away because of your spots might have been a little more open well, to, to set up further away. Some of ours, like the first three coyotes of the day, we saw them and made plays. Like, well, I say right. take that back. The first one, we we dealt, we dealt played the can that was dealt to us. But the second two, we already knew they were there before we went in because we mm-hmm. saw coyote number two mousing at 1,200 nice. yards. Yeah. Right. So, Well, like our first set of the day, um, there were coyotes there. They started howling at daybreak. Mm-hmm. Not the way we thought they would be. They were downwind of us. Just a mile away. Yeah, yeah. yeah only. <laughs> and they were downwind, too. So either, yeah. even if I we did get them to come in, yeah. we were screwed. And the yeah. second time they called, they were a mile and a half away. So <laughs> yeah, they, did, they returned again, and they were moving further yeah, So we had, we had no vocals back to us. That was the only time. All we day. Had, Besides, yeah. until, until yeah. at like 6.15, which we had to be at check-in at 7. Yeah. And so they were howling at us, and like, we can't wait. We got to go. Yep. yep. I'm a, I'll say this. The one thing I did not like about their tournament is first class. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very I, well I really done. enjoyed theirs. The one thing I don't like is the 7 o'clock check-in. Yeah, 7.30 not, would Not win. because, but if you are hunting anywhere further than 15 minutes away from mm-hmm. where you're checking in. You're missing prime You time. can't hit that last set of the night. Yeah. Um, by the time... It rolled around for us. We were like, "Screw it! I want some dry feet and let's go eat some chili." <laughs> yeah, we we, <laughs> we didn't gave, even sit the last. Yeah, we gave up. 
Five forty-five. Yeah, yeah we, we, were we were done. We were cashed out. I. What time were you done, Pat? Gary and I hunted till like six fifty. Oh, we, so you guys? We got vocals at right right at the last minute, nice. and we hadn't killed anything anyway, so it was more so, of a pride. Right. We're like, like, we don't need to be a check-in check anyway. Yeah, we don't care yeah. if we check so, it in. We're just going right, to kill yeah. something. Yeah. So we got vocals, and but they didn't want to play. No. Yeah. So um, I'm sure the listeners would want to know what kind of. Uh, what kind of sequence are you guys doing on your calls? Yeah, so that's what I was going to get into next. What um, I think was crazy is, is it really didn't have a sequence. It was more of a and, – and Austin kind of – with the weather, he's been off work, so he has been really trying to push in here last week or so, trying to figure out what's working and what's what. And uh, he went out calling, and it, it's one of those less is more type deals um, where we figured out we were over calling for, for our purpose, I mm-hmm. think. And we weren't giving ourselves a chance well, for now, a coyote what do you react. Think, what are you considering overcalling? Because I, I have something I'm going to say, but what are you thinking you're doing well, when you say overcalling? So, it, like, I, I, the day didn't go the way I, I had anticipated. Because what I learned the Friday before, because I was off that whole week, I hunted all week and didn't kill a single coyote. I called in a few, but I didn't kill a single coyote. And... I started looking at it at a little bit different angles as far as like, okay, the wind's blowing. I don't want to go be out on top of a hill, so a coyote's not going to want to be on top of a hill. So I'd find a low spot. And then I was able to put it all together, and I literally – I howled twice in 30 minutes and killed a coyote one set a week and a half ago. So that's the – I was like, hey, let's go do that. Well, we didn't do that. We would just we, – because we – the first coyote of the day taught us something different for what was going to work that day. It was, we're not interested in vocals right now. We want to eat. So, They're hungry. So we would play distress for a little bit, and then we'd wait. Well, at the seven-minute mark, we were killing coyotes, but we we only played for a little bit of time. Yep. So Yeah, and that, that was sort of in the same ballpark of what I was going to say. The Midwest tournament, the Movets tournament. Um, did we ever even see a coyote in the Natural Born Killers tournament? I don't remember. We didn't kill one, did we? No, we didn't. We didn't have any. Yeah, that was. We were. Yeah, you guys uh, didn't have any because we had the one. That's right. Yeah, we we seen eleven that day. That's Mm -hmm. right. I don't think we got a good shot at one. Yeah. Not that I remember. Yeah, I don't think we saw any. That was horrible day. That was the day we killed that fox, and that was it. Yeah, that's right. Um, We so from what's throwing me off is when and I'm I'm running our calls and I'm learning how to call still. So, Mm -hmm. but what I've noticed so far is. We, they're either coming in in the first two minutes or not at all. Like, For the us. very first sequence that I start, um, they'll be there within 10 seconds to a minute, or I never see a coyote in that entire stand. Now, I will say, in our the way we are hunting the tournaments, if we're sitting for 15 minutes, that's about as long as we are there. Really? And see, we... When you guys... I mean, that's pretty, for the most part, <clears throat> Yeah, the yeah. longest we'll sit... I mean, so I might be robbing myself mm-hmm. a little bit. So, for instance, the one that Micah, this last tournament, shot and missed at, we played a jackrabbit in distress for a couple minutes. The The three-minute thing I'm starting to question now, maybe it should be a lot less than that. Because for me, it feels like by the time a, a full three minutes goes, I feel like I've heard that sequence 400 times. Mm-hmm. In three minutes, and I think that's where hand calling actually is beneficial because you run out of mm-hmm. breath, you're tired. You actually have to stop. Yeah, you have to stop. You're gonna what do you think push its it? limits for yeah. a minute tops. An animal in distress 
They ain't gonna do that. Gets tired. Well, and right. he's gonna uh, get eight. Well, you guys had Heath Baker on here. Yeah. Uh, then right after that, he, they, he did a seminar right before the Harrisonville tournament. I sat in his seminar. He said the exact same thing. He goes, "That animal doesn't have the lung capacity for to call for three to four minutes straight." So that's one change I'll be making going forward. Is maybe I'm just gonna do a minute and a half and then sit it for three minutes instead of calling for three, sitting for five. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, I did a jackrabbit. Sat for a while and then did a uh, another Jack Rabbit, didn't I, Russ? We were sitting next to each other. Yeah. And then we actually, after the second Rabbit, we we're like, nope, this is no good. The timber we were calling was right there. If they were there, where they were there. And I wanted to test out my speaker on my, my Fox Pro. So I did a Pup in Distress for about a minute, waited for about a minute, and then did a Mob Pup Serenade to kind of maybe pretend like the mom mm-hmm. you know came to rescue the pup or whatever that's when that coyote slinked away and micah caught him going out the back end away from us so he was coming into distress and didn't like what's what russell and i wonder if he was actually coming into those rabbits yeah. and we hadn't seen him because yeah. he was he would have been directly to our south apparently and he would have had to come through a bunch of down trees that we were sitting in mm-hmm. yeah uh, but like when he was leaving yeah, he whatever. was. Yeah. He he was making his way out, and that's when he caught me moving. And then, you know, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, a good friend, our Calder, I, I I talked to quite a bit about Kyle, and he does a lot of the tournaments. And it, and it is, it's and three, he's really good at the tournaments. He, he does very, we're very well at about all of them. He may not win them all, but he's definitely always up there. That he his team won the Movets one. Did the yes. team did win the Movets? Yep. But he always says three things, and he he's a big fan of vocals, which. They all have their place in time, I'm figuring out. And his coyotes, he's up northern Missouri, react differently than our coyotes. We have a lot more open space, a lot more row crop fields. He has a lot more pastures, rolling hills, stuff like that. But, you know, food, fighting, or breeding. You know, so for us, what happened to hit was... That's not what he says, I bet, though. But... For us, we figured out right off the bat which one it was because we were able to to visually observe what that first coyote reacted to. Yeah, and so for that ripped the the book wide open for us, and we ran with it and it kept on working. Tournaments before, and I mean, you talk about the nothing fifteen minutes, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we went out and set, and kind of saying I was throwing the the kitchen sink at him. I mean everything we sat there and threw at him. <laughs> And at 45 minutes, I played a raccoon in distress mm. and said, forget it. Turned it off. Walked out there, got the call. Got back to my pack in my chair. Turned around. Here comes Coyote. Mm-hmm. At 45 minutes. So And, and Heath Baker, he's a yeah. He, he'll, he, sit. he'll sit. He'll sit yep. for an hour, mm-hmm. 30, 45 minutes. I mean, he sits out there. And he has big gaps between his calls. He yeah. does. So moving forward. Our, our tournament season's over, but we're we going to keep hunting and oh, we've got I'm, some new spots and I'm we're going to try some stuff, right? I'm going to keep hunting until I, I'll quit for turkey season and I start would right like, back up. I would like to do some summer stuff. Yeah. Because Heath Baker was talking about how he loves hunting them in the summer mm-hmm. other than sea ticks and that yeah, sort of right. stuff. But um, trying on some of these sets to do a little longer to test, you know, like how mm-hmm. can I get one to come in? And doing a little bit shorter call sequences, I think, uh, instead of letting a call, like a certain call run for, let's say, three minutes, just a minute and a half, or even a minute. Yep. And and then you can maybe do a little bit less gap in between that first and that second call. Yep. Um, well, and Trying that. Uh, some of it, I think, depends on your coyotes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got spots that 
I've hunted them five times since deer season's ended. Like, I've pressed them. And you have to approach it differently. And that's where, like Russell was saying with the hand calls, I went to a spot. I've been there. It was my sixth time in there. It was a spot I howled the coyote in. And I literally went at it at a different angle. I turned my Fox Pro on. I never pushed a button on it. I, I stuck a, a MFK diaphragm in my mouth, and I howled twice and sat there. And that's what killed the coyote. But you just you have to you have to think about okay, this animal's heard this noise before, and the last time it heard this noise, it probably got shot at or it saw a human. So they're gonna they're not dumb. Right. Like I mean it it's like trying to chase a seven year old whitetail. He's not a dummy. But I think a coyote might be a little bit smarter. I mean, how many times have you had a, heard a rabbit in real life just screaming its head off? In the right. For you five. Don't, you yeah. don't. Yeah. You don't. The first yeah. of all, at the beginning of this year, even last year. I played that sucker for 15 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. I just let that rabbit roll. Well, the the Harrisonville tournament, yep. we played for 21 minutes solid. We were going through ch- sounds. It, we were literally goofing off right. because I was going through listening to what my sound sounded like to figure out which ones I liked, and the coyote came running across the field. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends on the time, but you could you could tell when we shot that coyote, too. It was a young coyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's what you call a tournament dog. Those are the ones you want because young and dumb. Yeah, young and dumb. You shoot them real quick and you get out of there. <laughs> and yeah. that, we were made a joke about that earlier. Me and or Russell did, and he's like, "Yeah, we just need to kill all of them. That way, we get a new fresh crop. <laughs> we get a bunch of dumb ones next yeah. season and stuff like that." Yeah. But this next week, with it being nice, because uh, we have not well, night hunted yet. Well, and that's what I was going to touch on. You also need to start thinking about the weather. Mm-hmm. It's been. Bitter cold, freezing temperature, like super, super cold, so you know they're going to be hungry and they're not necessarily going to be worried about breeding necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know, but I was talking to one guy at the tournament, uh, and he said he went out whenever it was those frigid temperatures, and he said everything just came. He's like, they came on a string, any type of distress call. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I wonder if it was area that's been pressed, though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't, I didn't get into that with him, but he was just like, man. As soon as I turn the stress call on, they'd be, be coming in in a minute. Because you know they're hungry. I mean, mm-hmm. when it gets cold like that, they got to eat to keep their body oh, temperatures up. Yeah. So, you I know. think that's what's going to be fun is hunting behind my house to 20 minutes further away in the same exact county could be totally different. Oh, than, yeah. You know, and the time of day, I'm telling you, in this tournament right day. now, a switch went off. We got, it got, what, 34 degrees, snow started melting. As soon as the snow started melting coyotes were done for us well, that's, that's when us. we started we seeing coyotes yeah yeah we yeah. didn't see our we didn't see a single coyote until, until it got wet yeah, yeah. 218 yeah. was the last one 218 is the last time we shot and 215 and was our first kill yeah. our only kill but i mean our action happened mm-hmm. at, at two o'clock that day yeah. yeah it didn't want to come across the 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 wet muddy field what you makes sense is what it was yeah. it's well, just you know i mean it, i guess it's it's one of them deals that i think one of the learning points at least i've had in, in these last these tournaments that we've done is Holy hell, you learn a lot about calling and what you start liking and not liking. And it wasn't like anybody said anything. Um, I just, I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, that is the fourth freaking time I've heard him, that rabbit, do that. And I look at my timer and I'm only at 207. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'll let it go to three. You know, in my mind, I just had three minutes, mm-hmm. you know, in there. And um, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe next time I won't. Or, and then I, I just went back to it. So, now that we're not having to worry about trying to do a tournament, just doing different stuff. <laughs> it sounds like nothing makes me – for me, the call is the call, and each one kind of has its pauses in it. 
Nothing makes me mad in Austin can test for me. Every time I screwed up and tried to stop the call, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't where I thought it was, and it'll right in the middle of a squall or a howl, I accidentally hit the button, and it shuts off right in the middle. I was like, yeah. God, dang oh, I, it. I, that was going to be too. Which brings me to my next point I, writ, I wrote down right here. I've got one complaint about my gear in this, this whole tournament set. So our first tournament, um, I didn't have it, and I immediately went out and bought that Alps pack, that Predator uh, pack. The same thing that you have, but the... the I have the turkey version. I don't know what it's called, but you have the Enforcer, I think. Pat. Freaking love that thing. With, with a built-in chair. Yeah, love that thing. There's a, a few little things that are, I mean, like, Austin, you and I were talking about your Everly Stock setup. Oh, my gosh, I love it. It's my favorite thing. I would like to try that out, but the only thing, you know, it's just you got a frame on your back, and no, it doesn't bother me. It, but this is just a backpack. It yeah, doesn't, it yeah. Doesn't have your a frame. Everly is. Yeah. Mine, I'm talking about mine. Yeah, I've okay. got a frame. Okay, I got you. Uh, that's about the only, and, it'll, you know, your gun kind of bangs on it here and there. The, the gun yeah. on the sling, you have to have that set up right for the for those, or else it'll hit the frame of that, that yep. built-in chair a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. The first time I used it, I jacked my scope covers up. Yeah. You know, I'm like, damn it, and I get cranky when I You know. Scratch. scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway... I'm happy with that. Happy with my caller, um, the shockwave. The one thing I'm not happy with is the fox bang feature. So, Russell, how many times? Very sensitive. Oh, my goodness. If I sit the call down on the ground too hard, so off goes pup distress. So, the fox bang feature, I was reading this, it is in the remote. It is yes, not, it's the yeah, remote. Is the yeah. remote. But what you can do, because I, Andy and I had uh-huh. the same problem with mine, because I, I run the Fox Pro shockwave as well. Mm-hmm. Um you can adjust the sensitivity in there. And I did. You did. So yeah, I had it on medium. Uh-huh. And then I adjusted it, um, cause, and then it went off in the middle of a calling sequence one time. So then I adjusted it to low, hoping that it was... It's the other way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the next time we're out there, I you know, set up, and I literally set it on the ground. If anybody could hear that, that was me putting my hand on the table, and off it went. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, screw this. And I turned it off. Yeah. Um, because on, on the, the remote on our shockwaves, you have the side buttons where you can hit P1. Yeah. Yep. So I was just going to go put my uh, my pup in distress call on P1 and then just hit it, you know, if I needed to. Yeah. But, so it's so it's high is what you want to have the setting but, on. And see, I think each remote's a little bit different because I, ta- I have taken mine from high back to medium because – I killed three coyotes over top of that shockwave with uh, – I'm using one of the bog death, bog pod death grip mm-hmm. tripods. Well, I've got to where I actually wrap the, the lanyard around it and hook it off to where it hangs directly underneath it. And I literally look at my, my remote upside down whenever I call. And that way it doesn't bang off anything. It doesn't touch nothing. But I killed three coyotes, and it never switched because I had switched it to high. Mm thinking i was making it more sensitive and when i finally figured out what i had done i set it all back and i was actually jacking with it and i banged the antenna on the the tripod on purpose just to see what it do and figured like the light bulb came on i figured out what i was doing because i thought i was hitting a button yeah and after i figured that out it just it's one of those things if, if you're going to use that feature you just got to be conscientious of it take if you're going to not take, use it take it out of the range yeah, when and you're shooting in because my older Firestorm, mm-hmm. I have zero issues with it. Really, it's and not so, as sensitive as what it you has guys the box are. bang on it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what I'm going to do too is I had I was going to go back and read the manual and go, okay, am I thinking about this backwards? Is low really sensitive? 
and high is not sensitive. correct. My mind thought about it the other way around. Yeah. Where high was really sensitive. And see, I did the same thing. So I just turned it off until I figured that out mm-hmm. myself. And then my other problem is, which I've, I've got to go buy one, but I've been buying a lot of stuff. So <laughs> is I don't have a lanyard or anything. So I literally, I have my, my remote in my pouch on my pack. I'll pull it out, get ready, set it, and then I'll sit it on the ground right next to me. That's what I do. And then I'll, mm-hmm. we'll do our thing, and I'll pick it up. Well, there's been a few times where I, you know, whoop, crap, and I drop it, and that's when those fox, that fox bang has went off, or I think one time as I was going to sit it back down, I, I banged it against my uh, shooting sticks, and it mm-hmm. went off. So that's one thing I'll have to work on is the fox bang feature, which I'm not saying I don't like. Right, right. I like having the, the, the op- option, mm-hmm. but it's just one of them deals. And the other thing I learned is, don't run those batteries low on those shock waves because you'll start getting distortion in your sounds. Um, did you notice it first, Russell, or was it me that said something? I think I noticed it, but I didn't say anything. Like, no, you said something, and you're like, "Man, his call sounds like Piece crap." <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, that's what you text me. Okay. Uh, it, 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 have you ever had it where so like when I my coyotes would howl, mm-hmm. they'd start gurgling. It sounded like they were gurgling. Yep. So and, like you've blown your speakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I and said. See, I'm like, that's I blew what I my speaker. I did. Yeah. And uh, so in between stops, I changed the batteries, and it was gone. But So that's, I guess, one thing to learn is yeah. don't well, let it get low. But. Like the you, – you'll, you'll hear a lot of the guys at the tournaments that they they talk the Lucky Duck up. And that's what Andy has. We, we won the tournament with a Lucky Duck. We had a Fox Pro in the backpack. But yep. we've had – you're going to have problems with all of your gear. It's just how you roll with it. Like, I don't know how – we had Andy's – what was it? Three different sets in a row during a tournament yep. that it actually failed on us. And yeah. we got the Fox Pro out, and we started using the Fox Pro. I was so frustrated because it just quit in the middle of a set. It would just stop playing a call, would not respond, yeah. nothing. And I was like, what in the world's going on? I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I had cheap Rayvac batteries in it. Yep. And we, we, we discarded the Lucky Duck the rest of that tournament and ran mm-hmm. the Fox Pro. And then I changed – so, Batteries in it. So you didn't throw stuff when it wasn't working? No. no. Andy it was pretty mild. It was, it was new, so I did not really want to. So was mine. Mine was brand it. new, and I was yeah. about to throw the thing into the no. woods. Come to find out, what were you doing to me, Russell? Where uh, you? I oh. turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Russell was crawling out to your call and turning it off. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, you said it's how you deal with it, Austin. Mm-hmm. In that situation, I was not dealing with it very well. Now, I did end up taking that call back. Uh yeah. Not because it was within the 60 days of return. Really happy, but right? I, Mid, mid-sequence, it shut off. Now, that was batteries, though. Yeah, we fixed batteries. it, and then the very next set, Russell turned it off to mess with me, and I thought it was messing up again. So I, I don't got, know why I you guys didn't kill any guys that tournament. <laughs> was that, yeah, we didn't kill anyone that. Yeah, that yeah. was a bad day was a bad altogether. Day. <laughs> it was a fun day, though. See, that's what's so fun about these tournaments for the listeners. Yeah. If you have never done a, a coyote tournament, if, if you don't enter it to win, which it's Cool to win. I mean, you guys won. We, we did. We didn't enter to win. No, it it is a full day. Now it is a full day. It's actually mm-hmm. two days because you have to go register the Friday night before. But yep. it is, it, even if you don't kill a dog, which does suck, but it is just fun joking around. You yeah. know, it's I a mean, lot of fun oh, just getting you and your buddies around in a truck, going yep. from spot to spot, yeah, going yes. hunting. It, it's just a lot of fun. If anybody hasn't. Uh, go to our Instagram page and watch the video of Jared. I mean, that's, just, that's just the type of stuff. Even if we didn't, I mean, we, when we killed our fifth guy out, he made a video. Just and it, it, 
I appreciate him. I, I asked him if we could post it, and he kind of reluctantly <laughs> said yes, but he was just messing around on Snapchat. And uh, it's just that type of stuff all day long. I mean, yeah. whether you're killing stuff or not, it, it's that interaction with your yeah. friends that you get to do. Yeah, and so if anybody out there is thinking about doing a tournament, I would just try oh, it. I mean, absolutely. They're not one. expensive. Yeah. It's, well, unless you get into these big, crazy ones, mm-hmm. which I don't have the desire to at this yeah. type time count, of my life. Count on 50 bucks, a tank of gas, and lunch. Well, somewhere. and yeah. so it's usually, it's roughly like 100 bucks a team. Yeah. So if you got four guys, it's not a big deal. If you got right. three guys, it's not still not a big yeah. deal. No. But, I think this Midwest one was $30 per guy. Yeah. And that, now here's what's cool about Midwest that entered you automatically into small dog, big dog mm-hmm. pots. I, I really like liked that. That, that yep. was awesome. Just it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Other tournaments, you yeah. you can choose if you want to be in it. Uh, well, the, and the, see the, the side pots. With, but. What my thought behind that too is, it's automatically entering in, you into it, which means whoever does luck into killing big dog or small dog is going to get a good pot rather mm-hmm. than oh well we only had ten people enter it so here's fifty bucks which don't get me wrong fifty bucks is still fifty bucks yeah but, but also a lot of tournaments run it as individual yep. mm-hmm. with, with everyone getting into it and you're with your team you you can just split it between your team instead of right yep worried about who shot it yeah right. i mean i wish every tournament did it that way but for me uh, that was the best thing about not the best thing about their tournament but it is so much more simple when it's so their entry fee was a little more it was 30 dollars per mm-hmm. member mm-hmm. but it automatically put you in all those things like pat was just saying yeah instead of and Fed chili, yeah, uh, and that. Thank you to the ladies of Midwest Wildlife, whoever they were, um, that prepared the chili. I said thanks to a few of them at the deal that made it. But did you go beef or deer? I got beef. I tried a bowl of both. <laughs> I didn't even say you had a bowl. Of both. Yeah. There's so many people the there. We didn't even make it there. There's so many people. I know you could go get it, but yeah, we were and so the cinnamon rolls were good. The little mini coyotes. mini cinnamon rolls they had were really good. Yeah, it was um, all good food. And I'm sure the drinks they they had were probably good. I had a Pepsi already there with me, so I. Uh, but that's I mean they they do a great job, and you know, um, thanks to the Hemi family mm-hmm. that opens their house to how many freaking people. Yeah, there had yeah. to have been four or five hundred. I was. Man, th- I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Like I, I'm one of those people. I don't like people being around my stuff unless I'm friends with them. Yeah. But to have that many people, some of them you don't even know. Yeah. I mean it, that that takes. That takes a really good person to say, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of, get this stuff and open this space up to have this event. Yeah. I was actually talking to Mr. Hemi at the end of the night. Um, I never got his first name, but I was I was saying, you know, at least this morning or last night, um, the the registration night, the ground was frozen. Right. I said tonight. I said, is your yard just going to be rutted? He goes, ah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. And. You know, he has the right temperament to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to handle something well, like that. Well, I'm pretty confident next year is going to be at a different spot. <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. <laughs> I, hopefully, and hopefully next year is just as big, if not bigger, because right. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so it's a good time. Sure, surely they would, uh, you know, maybe look for a bigger venue. <laughs> yeah, that was, it, it was tight. It was, it was, it was tight crazy. quarters, you know. Yeah. And they had, I mean, more prizes this year that you could raffle off or buy raffles for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there was this. Your entry fee got you some raffles too. You got yeah. you, you automatically got one raffle ticket for yeah entry. You got two. Yeah, two raffle tickets. Oh, did you get two? Yeah, well, the orange one. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, the special one. The, all the participants. They there each got was one a in. dude there yeah. that I bet he won eight different prizes. Dude, <laughs> well, the luckiest dude ever. So, so that was a family. That, yeah, that yeah. There's three guys, 
and I think they each I don't know they each spent a good amount of money, but the same one was going up and getting them. Oh, okay. But there's there's three of them back in that corner that that still they I think they won five things between the three. Oh of yeah, them. yeah. They, at least I, that, yeah. that one guy had to be the runner. He, he had to walk up every time. He's like, I'm sorry, and everybody's like, what? By the end of it, everybody's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I I put all of my I bought an extra thing of tickets, the twenty dollars mm-hmm. or whatever, and I put them all in the safe. <laughs> I think maybe I think I put one in the uh, the the feeder, the deer feeder. But they had some cool prizes. Oh yeah, they had some real cool. I think that's what's really cool about uh, these tournaments. They all are a little bit different, right? For me, they're all the ones that I have gone to. I didn't get to, we didn't get to do Harrisonville this year. Harrisonville was awesome. Yeah. They I, gave I away like some guns. There. They gave away uh, a pit boss barbecue grill. I mean, they yeah. gave away some cool stuff. Uh, there's one coming up in Carthage. May um, or Mar- or March sixth, I think. Yeah, yeah. For the, uh, the Shriners. For the Shriners. Yeah. yeah. So people should check that out. We Absolutely. are. I'm not in front of a computer, but um, if you just Google or not Google Facebook, Facebook, uh, search uh, Carthage Shriners Coyote Hunt, you'll probably yeah. find it, uh, and we'll probably share it on our social media too. But there's one coming up there. There's coyote tournaments all across the state. Yep. Right. Uh, and you know we typically do the ones that are closer to home, just because that's how it works. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's hard to to they're hard to do just because it's 14 hours you're away from your family. You're, you're it is you're gone for a day. It is before they get up and they'll be in bed by the time you get mm-hmm. home. Yeah, and when you got a family that that does make it harder. It, it puts a lot of strain because I mean you you definitely have to have a family that's willing to well I guess I should say a wife that's willing to be reasonable <laughs> with you doing it because uh, I know Andy and I's wives have been put through the ringer here the last probably what month and a half. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think we've gone a, every weekend. We've gone at least once every weekend, mm-hmm. and plus usually we usually find at least one night a week where we're going. Yep. And yeah, it can it could be. That's why you just gotta you know make them mad the night before, and so now when you're gone all day, they're yeah. happy with it anyway. <laughs> well, see, the problem is our wives. If they really got mad enough, I think they know enough about guns that they could start turning on <laughs> yeah. on scopes and making adjustments possible. for us. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know. There was a lot of learning points for all of us. I mean, Brandon, um, was this your real like first season of coyote tournaments? Yeah. So, I mean, was there anything in particular you learned just by being in a tournament setting? That well, I've never taken it this seriously. Mm-hmm. Be on Andy Before, and Austin's like, team. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Is hey, that, is let's that go, an option? Hold on. Let's go back to mathematics. <laughs> is that an option next year? Or? <laughs> let's go back to mathematics. All I'm saying is, right, this last tournament, you, this, you won the, the bet. most ridiculous math I've ever heard. I know, it's, right? No, it's actual correct math. Let's just let, hear me out here. Hey, let, let's, let's hear it. Okay. You won six to one this last tournament, which mm-hmm. is six times as many coyotes as we killed. Okay. The tournament before that, we won three to nothing. There's no amount of coyotes that you can times times zero that would ever get to three. Well, here's the hey, thing. So overall, how many of you guys got this year? We're, we're not multiplying. We're adding. So, so you guys are sitting on four, four. and a fox. Four and a fox. Andy, how many have we killed this year? I'm just so saying six per tournament. Per oh, tournament. Just, oh, we're, just, we're just talking tournaments? I'm just saying we beat you worse in the second tournament than you beat us in this one just by pure mathematics. Well, I mean, no, you, you beat us by Terrible. three times. <laughs> no, not three times, because three times zero is still zero. Nate, you had some credibility for some intelligence with our <laughs> listeners. What is, this. No, hold on. What is three times zero? That is it's zero. What is, zero. It's zero. That's just math, then. I add my coyotes. I don't multiply them. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to stop them from multiplying. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. Well, see, Andy, that's where you and I differ, because <laughs> I'd rather kill 
a, a day like we had Saturday. And they have kill a zero. A, they kill a 200-inch deer. So uh, I want them to multiply. It's in the same ballpark. <laughs> it, uh, now, would you, have, would you rather have a day of six coyotes and then a day of not seeing a single one the next tournament? Or would you rather kill three and three and have a decent day both tournaments? Depends how many how big the gaps are between. The, yeah, and so the last let's time, say like I, every every couple hours, you you get into one. I, no, I, was, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. no, no, you go ahead. Sorry. I mean, how big? So we kill six this time. Next weekend, zero is the next weekend six again because I could do that. <laughs> yeah. But if it was like, I don't well, know, if only I got one. You're getting a little too deep into my scenario guess, right yeah. here. Well, and I was thinking about it on the way home from the tournament. The last time I had a day where we killed. Five coyotes, which was five was the most I'd ever killed in a day. Mm-hmm. It was Jared and I had just started hunting together. It was right at five years ago. And we did six sets that day, and we called in a coyote at every set, but we were only able to get five killed. And one set, we called in seven coyotes to one spot. Yeah. And we didn't realize we had done it until we were leaving. We were hunting on a very elevated spot. And anyone around here would know if I were to rattle it off, so I don't know how many listeners are local, but we'll leave it at that. It was very highly elevated, and you could see forever. Well, we were looking to the east, and the six more came from the south of us. And when we were walking down, we saw them, and uh, they saw us about the same time. They also saw us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just like if you had a a day of six and then a, a full tournament of zero, that day, like not even seeing a coyote like our first tournament this year, that sucked. Yeah, that just I mean, it was still it fun, but... It's not near as fun. Well, like, at the end of the night, we're like, I'm not even going to the banquet. You guys, I'm going home. So, yeah. the Movets tournament, they did some really cool stuff. They had the bounty for the black dog mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, and, and which was really cool. Well, Andy and I had probably the worst day coyote hunting we've ever had. And we were riding home from that one. I told Andy, I was like, I'm off all next week. I'm hunting every single day. I'm going to figure this out. Like, I'm not going to let this be how we're going to coyote hunt the rest of the year. Because usually I'll roll into about this time of year, and it starts petering out for me because I don't get as much time to go. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I took Sunday off, hung out with the little one. We had some fun, spent some time with the wife. Monday after the little one went to school, I go out. The first coyote I call in is almost solid black, 60 yards, and I miss him. Oh, man. And... Uh, the uh, Tim Worley, who helps put on the mm-hmm. MoVets tournament, is a friend of mine. I text him. He goes, "Well, you just, you just, you're fine. Let him live. You can shoot him next year. He'll be worth some money." Like, no, he's. I'm not going to turn him into you guys. I'm going to keep him. <laughs> That's right. the problem. I'd have yeah. to keep him if they, uh, especially if they're good looking. It, the rough days, it, it's it's weird because like me, I double down. Like it makes me mad. Like, no, they're not going to beat me. I'm I'm going to figure this out. But sometimes it's best just to. Take a break, cool mm-hmm. off, leave yeah. it alone, and then come back to it. Yeah. Well, so back to that. So, Brandon, you know, this is the first time you've really taken, I guess, it's serious, right? Right. But, I mean, was there anything about tournaments that you, you like, experienced that was different than what you thought it might be like? Uh, I mean, I, I guess not really. I kind of thought I knew what I was getting myself into, but, I mean, I like I've never – like, if I don't kill one, like, just – Messing around, I don't really care. But right. like now, you know, you don't kill me. You're like, ah, oh. damn it! <laughs> right? Yeah, so, a little more pressure. On and you, and Pat, you really, I mean, you just got to do this one this year, as far yeah, as tournaments. <laughs> I walked a lot of miles, seen zero dogs. There's tracks 
everywhere we were. And that's and they, where they yeah. were fresh tracks. They'd been that was the they'd aggravating been there part, that wasn't night it? or that morning. And of course, our day didn't don't, start off. Very no, well. don't these two over here? These winners are sitting here, just like what? What are you talking about? Our day didn't start off very well. Um, Gary and I hunted right behind his house to start the morning, so it was you know wasn't a big deal. Um, so he sets a call out, and we're getting set up, and I'm sitting on my tripod because there's some thick brush. I was just going to stand up in, mm-hmm. and he goes over to where he's sitting up and starts getting set up, and he drops his remote. And then Fox Bank immediately goes off. Oh, man. Guess we're so, going with pup distress. So I, <laughs> so I have one leg out of my tripod. So I hold my gun for 35 minutes, standing there holding my gun. <laughs> my arms are starting to cramp. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Day didn't start off good, but, I mean, it is what it is. You yeah. Know, there's days where you're just not on them. And most of the properties we hunted in the morning were places we had never been on. I mean, we just got permission the night before right so it was looking at it on a map and going that looks good let's try it from this angle and, yeah mm-hmm. you know and wind wasn't in our favor most of the day from where we had to enter from we didn't have much of a choice it is what it is i think that was what you talked about with tracks was the most aggravating part for us too everywhere we walked in fresh fresh all over the place tracks mm-hmm. you know i mean some of those tracks had to be a couple hours old at the most. And we're just like, all right, where are they then? Because right. um, one of our sets, how long do you think we walked, Russ? That one uh, that we walked all the way down behind that pond dam and set up. Oh, man. Oh, that was horrible. Right. That's the one that killed me. <laughs> and uh, there was tracks all over the place. And we get down in there and we're like, they've got to be in there. They'll uh, come out. It was probably a thousand yards. Yeah, it was it was a bad one. The walks out without a coat on those will make you want to just say screw it for the day. I couldn't even drag. Oh, my and here's the worst out. part: the walk back out was all what, Russ? Uphill. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the walk in was at least downhill, and then we just get nothing, and we're like, now we got to go back there. I think that kind of speaks to what Austin was saying earlier: is you know that com- comparing that you know killing six coyotes in a day to that 200 inch deer. I mean, for me, that's still pretty tough. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Seriously? So you would you would go coyotes all day? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd coyote hunt over deer hunt any day. See, for me, See I don't cool. know about, like, coyote hunt over deer hunt. Both of those are two different things for me. But if you said you'd kill a 200-inch deer or what, mm-hmm. like six coyotes in a day, I, I would definitely choose the deer. Coyote hunt over deer hunt. I mean, they're both so different. Yeah, I don't. You know, I like them both. Well, that's what I was getting at. They're so different to where deer hunting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But one, the I would say Russell and, and Austin probably shoot the most out of anybody here. Um, you know, as far as being able, being proficient to be able to shoot, I can call a coyote in. But I can tell you right now, 300 yards probably my max. I've missed two of them at 300 this year. To where Russell and Austin, obviously, Austin had one that we're pretty sure he's the one that hit it at about 480. Russell, I don't oh, I'm sure he know. Shoot at I don't even yards. know how far you're shooting, Russell. So I just 1700 yards and dead. Russell's got, <laughs> Russell can see it. Russell's got gongs hanging across the farm. You don't even know it's there. He's like, watch this. Ping. You have to wait on the 17 light minutes later. Yeah. Ding. Yeah, you have to wait three minutes and something goes off downhill. But everything the light touches is in range. <laughs> There's See a, this? This is my kingdom. Yeah. There's there's a reason why we put him on Overwatch, right? You know? <laughs> and see, for I mean, for me, then okay, the calling part of it to where you know I get frustrated, I take breaks. Austin doubles down, and pushes harder, 
So, I mean, it's just one of those things that you have to figure, okay, no calling, you have to figure that out. You have to be able to shoot. You have to be able to figure out what, how to get them there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you get them there and you're not set up right, so then you have to be able to conceal yourself correctly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And then you can't kill coyotes if there aren't coyotes there. So you have to have pro- enough property. You have to have a lot of places. To mm-hmm. know that, yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. Which, by the way, to you new coyote hunters that are thinking about getting into it, We've talked about coyote hunting quite a bit in our podcast since, what, sometime in November or Month December, or so, I guess. Yeah. And so maybe some people are starting to get interested in it. It is a lot easier to get access to coyote hunt than it is to deer hunt for, for people for the oh, most yeah. part. Oh, yeah. It's you hard. think it's hard? It's hard. Just let me know who you want to ask. I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you're, if you're a guy or gal in southeast Missouri and you don't know anybody... Coyote hunting, just start making phone calls or asking because a lot of, you know, farmers don't yeah, like cows. Find a local yeah. farmer that has cows, more than likely he's going to say, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Kill those things. But yep. um, one last thing, by the way, before, and we'll, we'll wrap it up in a second, but yes? I have to tell a story when you get done. That's okay. the only cool story. This is, and you can tell it because I, I just don't want to forget to do this. All three tournaments that we did this year, my mother-in-law, Russell's mom, Helen, made us lunch. <laughs> Home-cooked meals. Home-cooked meals every tournament. And I think that was what made at least getting our asses kicked by you guys this last <laughs> tournament at least nice as we got a home-cooked. Uh, let's see what we had. I called it chili, but it was actually taco soup is what yeah, your mom said. Last time. Yeah. Chili. Amazing. Then we got vanilla bean ice cream and a cherry. I don't know. It was like a cherry cobbler type thing. Uh, that is one dessert. thing about my Aunt Helen. I don't think I've ever been to her house for any type of function, and she has not made a dessert. Oh, yeah. I know. Function, you show up, and you're getting asked if you want dessert. Yeah. <laughs> and she had another option of strawberry. Uh, strawberry squares. Strawberry squares for our dessert. Oh, yeah. man. So that does make the day when you got wet feet, and you just got – we had just come out of that 1,000-yard death hike back up to the truck in the snow. You know, every – like, you get to the next terrace, and then it's this deep – you know, two and a half feet deep, and you're just, this sucks. We at least got a hot meal. It was waist deep on the eight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're almost right, dude. Um, oh, man. So thank you, Hel- uh, Helen, for, for uh, cooking us. You know, we never, I mean, she just did it for us. I know. It, <laughs> and then, yeah, because we were always talking, hey, what are we going to do for lunch or whatever, and Russell's like, oh, Helen's got something. There's spaghetti back in the house. <laughs> Spaghetti's back in the house. Andy, what do we usually end up doing? It's We live off of Monster and either McDonald's or Subway for the day, we, if we're yeah. lucky. We have our normal, or I'm a green monster, he's a white monster, and we either make through McDonald's or we do the Subway app on the way there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That made it a little easier. It, it makes the rest of the day a lot harder. <laughs> you're full and you're tired and you want to take a nap. Russell, you get the – what do you get, cold after eating? I get cold after eating. Yeah, he, like you get cold? Yeah, he yeah. gets frigid. Really? We'll he, be on the next sit he's like, I'm freezing. I'll be on. <laughs> yeah, after I eat. I after we eat, Russell is the biggest piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Like, he just, like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this no it's more. It's a good thing he can shoot, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> the last one, I was sitting in the sun, and he would pause his call. I'd fall asleep. He'd fire right back up, and I'd jump and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Russell's no good after lunch, so you gotta kill all your coyotes before noon, or else he ain't gonna be done. It's over. So you say that we were talking about that Saturday. If you, on, when it comes to coyote tournaments, if your day doesn't start off good right off the bat, just go ahead and bank on having fun because you're out of it. Yeah, if right. you don't kill one in the first two sets or and get the ball rolling, you're done. What did I What did I say when you texted me? 
Yeah. Uh, you texted me something. I think right, of right your right first third one. one. And then you went two, three, and I said, guys, we're in trouble already. Yeah. yeah. yeah because it was three nothing, and it, that was like by 10 o'clock or nine o'clock. Yeah. Something like that. Something, like that. something, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're in trouble already. And then you went four or five, and I'm like, we're done. <laughs> uh, and then actually, you were at four, I think, and then Micah missed his first one and then killed the second. And we're like, damn, it could be four to two right now. We could be making the, the back end comeback. Yeah. Um, but then you went five and six. Yeah. And then actually, when you sent us that one, uh, was it when you texted us five that I go, hey, guys, they might actually – they might have a chance here. We had a feeling that we thought five might. We, we win thought you something. were going to be in the money for yeah. sure. Well, it's I mean, so hard to tell because right. some people get into them and go gangbusters, and some people, I mean, struggle right. to see one. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's all or nothing. Yeah. When you shot your fifth one, we we talked about hey, they might they might get this. The only thing that I think one maybe Russ said he's like that's there's ninety six teams. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people about. that can I, have. I figured we we're looking at eight or nine. Me and Russell talked about the eight. night before. We were thinking eight was yeah. going to be the winner, but I mean it ended up being six. Three teams so, that had six. Yeah. So well, and poor Jared. Jared doesn't miss, and no. uh, we had number seven at two hundred yards, and number seven got away, and it haunted him the rest of the afternoon, and <laughs> it. I mean it. It, it could have been, but we had we killed six coyotes today. We had a great day. So right. it, the cards fell where they fell. No, nope. yeah. nope. that was that was great. So Pat, right. yeah, to your hear story. this one. <clears throat> so in January, early January, one of the first snowstorms came. <laughs> Andy actually texted me on a Thursday night. It's supposed to be coming on Friday. He goes, "If it snows tomorrow, do you want a coyote hunt after work?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "We'll just go down the road from your house." I'm like perfect, you know, that'll work out. So snow hits that day, and he calls me at like 5.45. He's like, you still want to try it? Austin doesn't think you're moving because it's still snowing and the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour. I'm like, it can't hurt to try it. They've been there all week long. I've heard them about every night. So we go over there and try it, and of course it's, you know, we got a good snow cover, and it's dark, but it, it's starting to get dark on us, but it's still light, so you can see fairly well. And distances are way off when it starts getting dark. Because <laughs> we thought the timber was like 200 yards away, and it might be 125 yards away. But we set up actually in the backside of a building. Um, the, there's no back wall. So we're looking down at this timber in a little pond with a dam. And Andy sets out the call. We get set up, and he lets out a single lone howl, shuts it off, and 30 seconds later hits a second lone howl. And then probably thousand yards away something responds andy's in heaven and then it's like all right here we go and then i thought andy hit the call again it was not because he goes that wasn't me <laughs> they responded right below us and it was so it was like ear deafening loud there right? had to have been a big male and i mean this this big thing of timber was less than probably a half acre there was definitely a big male in there because it was this deep, loud, aggressive. So loud. Yeah. How far do you think it was? He's Now that we know now, I thought he was probably 300 yards away at the time. But he's probably 150, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, 150 mm-hmm. max. Yeah. That's what throws me off. Like, our first set on um, uh, Saturday, I was talking to Russell. I'm like, they were right there. And you're like, no, they weren't. They were a half mile away. I'm like, no, they were right there. It's a, They are, I mean... 
They're loud. Yeah. Yeah. But in and, this one, you could hear the, like, the growl, the growlness and coarseness in the howl. It was loud. Really? Yeah. When they, when they howl, it throws me off. Oh, yeah. So they, sure. they howled a couple times, and Andy goes, I see one. He goes, do, I, do we shoot it or do we play with it? And I said, shoot it. I guess he <laughs> thought I said, play with it. And you, did you hit the wrong button? No, I, I that one I hit the right button. I played a little bit of, I just touched Pup in Distress for like 10 seconds and turned it back off. So as soon as this Pup in Distress goes off, this, we're both watching this coyote. It's sitting down. It stands up, turns its head towards us, and comes at a dead run. I mean, it is running. Of course, there's three terrace runs down to this. So you see him, he disappears, see him again, and then you see him more time, and then he turns to face and cuts across us. I thought he was like 50 yards, seeing in the daylight, he was actually at like 20. I shot, and the coyote falls. It flops. Done. You know, sweet, we got we got one. That, then, I, I, then I hit the wrong button. My presets reset, I didn't know it, and I thought it was going to be more pup in distress. It was like cottontail on like bobcat aggressive (laughs) at like twenty five like like power like mine goes to thirty two and it's like at twenty five so it starts this this cottontail starts screaming so I just start like hammering it down as quick as possible. Do you not have a mute on yours? I I may have a paw that I can turn back off. Oh yeah, but I I just hit the volume. That went off, so I turned looked at him real quick and I looked back and this coyote's up and running away from me. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? So I shoot again. And it tears off down in the timber, and I'm like, well, okay, that was a waste. And then you hit uh, Rabbit in Distress. I, I let that Rabbit in Distress play. Uh, it's going now. Might as well. <laughs> and then within 15 seconds, because there's one coming at us. I'm like, okay. Same situation. I've seen it just over the terrace and, and gone. And then it's at seven yards in front of him. And he goes, Click. <laughs> Pat, shoot him! So I just lean back. That makes me feel so, feel so much better. <laughs> I just lean back. And I'm not the only one it happened to. And every, it's fur. All I see is fur because my scope's still on like seven or eight. And so I just pulled the trigger, and he ran off. But they were on top of us so fast. And if I can ever experience that again, I mean that. Yeah. We, it's, yeah, it sucked. We didn't kill them, but how fast they responded and how fast they came. I mean, they were in our laps yeah. instantly. Mm-hmm. Also, focus on calling. I forgot to ever rack a shell. So, Andy, you're you're bringing up something that it's a reoccurring thing because actually, I think Pat was with us. That was not the first time and, I, I'm aware of. It. No, we were, the first time for me. No, well, okay, that was the first time, but it happened again, like within two weeks of that, because. Pat was with us, and we're out on your uncle's ground. We go and sit in this waterway. Yeah, well, we didn't see a coyote, so it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if and a coyote then, came, I would have put one in. And then I think it happened one time prior to that with you and me. I think this. I think I this, this the one was that was on Tacticam. Is that is that the same one? No, that mm. one jammed. No, I wasn't there for that. That was when my that. my bolt hit the Tacticam. On the, okay. I'll tell you, that's why that my favorite story was the one I told about the one that ran right past Russell on the way to the call when they're on top of you. Micah even mentioned he could see the hair on the back of the the uh, yeah, the coyote was, was up, standing, standing up, up yeah, uh, you know, aggressive because mm-hmm. it was a male, and uh, I th- I like that when they're that just in your face, uh, yeah. which is what's so cool, Austin. To your point about picking it over deer hunting, what's so cool about predator hunting is you are attempting to get a predator to come eat what you're trying to be. Yeah, you're 
you have to full you can't you're not just setting up in a deer stand in a spot where you've had trail camera pictures and you patterned an animal mm-hmm. you are tricking their eyes you're tricking their ears and you're tricking their nose right which with a white tail you can trick them of two of those and kill them if you don't trick a coyote of all three of them you're not killing them. and let's remember a coyote's nose is what seven times more um seven times stronger than a white tails so you talk about wind with a white tail and then multiply that with a, a yeah. coyote because yeah. it's even that much better mm-hmm. um that's pretty nifty and and uh that's that's kind of the episode we wanted to do. We wanted to talk about our our tournament season since we've as a group done you know a lot of coyote hunting as far as in tournaments and then obviously during the week mm-hmm. and you know s- certain sets and um, I think at some point here soon we want to do some night stuff while it's still legal. Um, okay. That's going to be some fun. Well, but go ahead with the tournaments. One thing I've found this year. Uh, so I'm not one of those people that I'll just walk, randomly walk up and start talking to people I don't know. But a lot of these guys who hunt these tournaments are really good dudes. Like, we've made some friends that this just this year really, for me anyway, that they were friends of friends of Andy's. And sat and started talking with them about their strategy and how they go about hunting and mm-hmm. what they do in situations where, say, you have a double come in. And just, just weird, th- weird things like that. And no one wants to give away all their secrets, but if you listen to everything you they they tell you, they'll give you a little bit. <clears throat> right. So it's you can learn a lot just by going to the tournaments and sitting down. Say you have a shitty day, tell me, man, I had a shit day. Everything went wrong, but how how'd you guys do it? How'd you guys do today? And oh well, I mean they're they're probably not going to tell you exactly what sound they played, mm-hmm. but they'll tell oh we played distress or we played random dist- distress that no we, we never use yeah. and stuff like that. But well, and that's what we had talked about. Um, I think all of us have kind of said it. You know, this year in the tournament setting, we stayed on our respective teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would be kind of fun because you do learn by hunting with other people, doing mm-hmm. different things with different people. You know, maybe next year if we don't get murdered by our wives hmm. doing some more tournaments and doing the teams different, you know, a, a, a different way, you know, for one tournament to, if it's one that you're not trying to like necessarily win, which we really aren't trying to win any of them. I'm trying um, to win everything I enter. It, you lie. Uh, if I'm playing, I'm trying to win. Well, sure. We're, we play for keeps. You, so you're, like you're, you want to win. The chances of breaking it's this not team up everything, are pretty slim. Yeah. But at the same time, if I, I, it's tiddlywinks, and you say go. I'm trying to win. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, it's just like the Movets one when we're like, damn it, five would have got a second. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, seventh we were happy with, but didn't yeah. get anything in seventh. But um, you know, because you you would learn how you would learn more about. Right. Oh, I I like that better than I like this. Right. You know, I question. I think all of us question where we set our call a lot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, should I put it right there or should I put it over here thirty yards? When in reality, it probably doesn't freaking matter. But and, and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, but you don't know what those times are until after you get done. With how many times set. you put your call right next to you? We've done that mm-hmm. many times where we're like, um, we're on a creek bank, and I want the. There's been times where we have, in our minds, said we want the the coyote coming past us to this call over here, right? Almost mm-hmm. like elk hunting again, yeah. where yep. you're set up in between the animal and the the call trying to you know get him to come by you and you know we're on a creek bank and I, there's been times where there it is yep 
And if they come out over there like we hope to see what it is, we better be ready. Yeah. Because they're pretty much going to be looking right at us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just learn different things. So uh, that's what's fun about tournament hunting. You you get a lot of experience real quick. Yeah. So Well, and look, Andy and I, we've, we've taken and we've tried to have days where we'll take most of a day and go hunt and try and do it to where we hunt it like it's a tournament. All right, all right we're done with this spot. We're going here next. Right. But – like tournament day, if it's not going good, tournament day can be to where it's not fun. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta you gotta know ahead of time what you're getting yourself into. Right. Cool. Well, uh, has anybody else got anything else? You know, I think that was um, we wanted to do this just because we learned a lot. Um, we had some things we did like, didn't like with our calling sequences. Just you you do a lot of coyote hunting in a, a short amount of time, and you you learn some things and. Uh, had some cool stories, so we wanted to kind of do this episode and kind of wrap up tournament season at least. Um, thanks to Brandon, Russell, Pat, and Austin. Thanks for, for having me. Coming on um, to the listeners. I know there were seven guys here talking, but uh, um, we thought it'd just be fun because we're all friends and this is what we enjoy talking about. So, um, anybody else got anything before we hop off? Going once, going twice. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Well, that's about uh, all the coyote hunting uh, I think everybody can take there. Ooh, I actually thought he was going with a dad joke right there. <laughs> we I don't get, have one today. You don't have one tonight? We, we might have got a little long-winded on that yeah. one. But that was, it's always fun whenever you get your buddies together just to talk hunting and, you know, go over stuff. So Everybody's pointing at Austin right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll blame Austin for it. Um, right. it, was, it was a fun episode because you think about it is hard to not talk about this story, to not tell this um, yep. experience you had, to not talk about this, all oh, this thing screwed up. And, you know, I mean, there were so many more things we could have talked about as far as our gear, um, you know, what kind of conditions we like better than others. Yeah. I mean, just all those sort sorts of things that, you know, we could have got into and we did get into quite a bit of it. And the idea of this episode was to, Put a bow on coyote. Put a bow on, on the tournament season. We're not done coyote hunting, but right. at least the tournament season's pretty well over mm-hmm. um, for us. And, um, you know, kind of keep inspiring people to maybe give this more of a, a shot than they have done before, maybe. Well, and for me, also, it's there's seven of us here. That's what it's about. I mean, we, we all enjoy getting together and, and doing them and uh, – the favorite part of my day or the the tournament is you go to the end and you listen to everybody's stories. You listen to your guys' story about the coyote running, you know, right beside the call, almost taking your call, you know, Russell shooting it at, at four yards or whatever right in front of him, you know. So, I mean, those are, that's did what's you, fun. I forgot Russell's not talking right now. <laughs> I wanted to ask him, did you actually touch the coyote with your barrel before when you pulled the trigger? <laughs> Point blanked him. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, those are the types of things that are fun is, is listening to stories and, and doing that. And it's not, it's not just about running out, killing coyotes. Obviously, that's the goal, but uh, you get a lot more out of it than just that. Yeah. So, hope everybody enjoyed that episode. Um, there's there's some good information in there, and, and uh, go back and listen to that. So, um, unless you two got anything else. This is the end of this one. All right, everybody have a good day.